Blog Talk Radio. Saturday and it was a good show and not real happy about one of the turnouts of the match. One of my very, very good friends, Sam Stackhouse, basically got his WFC championship belt stolen from him because Alex Royal decided to kick the referee and knock him out and then hit Sam with the belt. But one of Mr. Sam Stackhouse's former tag team partners basically showed up and decided to throw a fireball into Sam's face and Sam had to go to the hospital. So he got a little bit burnt on, he says he's going to be okay, but um, they took him to the hospital and I don't know, I know his hair got a little bit singed, his beard got a little bit singed. I'm hoping there was no damage done to his eyes. But I know Sam Stackhouse very well, and he's not going to take this lying down. Sam will be back. He will be back. He will have an opportunity, I'm sure, to get his belt back. 
But Greg Gallows, you better watch your back, my friend, because Sam is going to be on the warpath. Uh, Stackhouse. Now, is that in your relation to the Stackhouse that he had on as a guest that brought yes. you to our show? That is that is Chelsea's husband. Okay. Now, what is the name of the guy that uh, has got to watch his back? What's his name? Drake Gallows. Drake Gallows. Any relation mm-hmm. to the um, uh, the uh, Gallows that was in the WWE? No, no, I, I don't think so. I don't think that's any relation. So I'm pretty sure it's not. So. All right. So this Drake Gallows guy, he's kind of a he's kind of a putz, huh? Well, he used to be a good guy, and, you know, he's kind of, I don't know, you know, I, I, I used to like him a lot, you know, when him and Sam tagged together, but lately he's been, uh, oh, a little, I don't know, you know, I haven't seen, this first time I've seen Drake in quite a while, you know, and we have a new uh, director of operations uh, for wrestling relations for WFC, Mr. Nasty is in charge now. So I'm sure that Mr. Nasty, now that he is in charge, um, the villains and the Cavalier cartel better watch their backs because with Mr. Nasty being in charge, um, you know, he's not going to take a lot of crap from a lot of people. So, you know, we may, we may get WFC back where it needs to be. Well, you know, instead of being Nancy, instead yeah. of being instead of being run by the villains and the cartel all the time, so you mean kind of like uh, Puffmania being run by Sylvester Fox, you know? Yeah, I, I'm with you. And uh, speaking of uh, that, I got a little update. There is a more. I guess it's more than a rumor. There is um, the fact that uh, Puffmania <clears throat> sounds like they're going to have another show in January. And uh, the icon will be part of that in some way, shape, or form, I hope. And we'll have uh, those guys back on with us in due time. But uh, speaking of having guys on with us in due time, let's go over the guests that we have on tonight. Uh, We're going to have Chuck Stein on first. Uh, As you remember, um, Hogan uh, – Hogan – Hank Hogan talked to us about him uh, and uh, hooked us up with him. So he's going to be on tonight. He'll be our first guest. Then we have uh, Abby Graves. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And um, and then we're also going to have Errol Sack, uh, who who is a a film director. And uh, um, he's got a new movie out starring one of our former guests, uh, Natalie Byrne. And we're going to have him on to talk about that. Uh, and uh, we're gonna have some fun tonight. It will be um, it'll be cool to uh, to uh, talk to these uh, individuals, and I can't wait. Uh, so our our first guest should be calling in uh, shortly. Uh, until then, we'll just kind of catch everybody up on what the icon's been doing, trying to uh, I don't know. I guess trying to uh, keep afloat, trying to keep busy. Uh, I'm actually uh, doing some um, manly, husbandly duties tonight. Uh, not only my host of the show, but uh, working on cooking Bernadette up a nice lasagna dinner. So um, there will be a little period of time. I might have to step away, Granny, and then you'll have to talk to her host while I pull the lasagna out of the oven. Okay. Okay. All right. 
So, and uh, Homer's here. Uh, Hello, Homer. Homer, Granny's sweet little fur baby. Yeah, he can't wait to meet you when you come up to our wedding. You you get to babysit him when you're here. Uh, Oh, that would be wonderful. We might even let you uh, hang on with a kitty, too, because... uh, Well, he he probably will, because... I'm sure that Homer won't have a problem with Granny loving on the kitty, too, as long as Homer gets yeah. plenty of loving himself. Well, what it is is these two, since uh, since they've uh, gotten together, they've uh, uh, they've been inseparable. So it's uh, it's it's kind of fun. So uh, so our first guest, uh, uh, should be uh, should be interesting and. Uh, Granny, wouldn't it be interesting if I can get Drake Gallows on here? Well, I'm not so sure I want to talk to Drake Gallows right now. I mean, he's not at the top of Granny's list. Well, After what he did know, Saturday night to my good friend Sam Stackhouse. So I'm not real happy with Drake Gallows right now. Well, well, you know... Um, you know, a lot of uh, independent wrestlers listen to our show, and I, I mean, I'm not saying that we'd ever, I could ever find Drake Gallows, but you know, I mean, I, I think it would be interesting to have, have you guys go back and forth. Uh, I, I think that'd be, I think that'd be kind of cool, uh, you know, just because, uh, you know, I've, I've I've had wrestlers on here that you've known obviously, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some that uh, I knew that you knew, but I did not tell you who they were going to be or when they were going to be on until, you know, just kind of keep it as a little surprise, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to remember, when we had uh, when we had Chelsea on, as long as we got a few minutes before our guest call, uh, I remember, that, wasn't there something going on, like there was like a show or something that they were involved in that, the promoter they were well yes yes they were supposed to have they were supposed to be a part of a show and that never took place unfortunately because where the venue was at the owner of the venue yes yes okay yeah okay and they ended up just doing an autograph signing because the owner of the venue thought it was going to be like high school wrestling where you wrestle on maps not in an actual ring and the ceiling was way too low there'd been no way they would have been able to have a wrestling match in that building and the promoter kind of in my opinion did not handle anything everything professionally well, he let's just put it this way. He uh, my my one good friend B Train, which you know, um he actually helped had to help Abyss give he gave Abyss some of his frequent flyer miles so Abyss could get back home after the autograph signing. And uh, I'm still I'm still waiting for my refund on my tickets that I bought that I never and the funny thing was, he messaged this promoter messaged me back in September, and says, "Oh, I have a, uh, I have, I need your address so I can send you your money order for your refund." Well, that was in September, and here we are in November, and I'm still waiting for my money, which I'll probably never see. 
Well, you know, that's what I was going to ask. It's like if he ever made good or not. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, so. he's messaged me two different times saying he was going to refund me the money, and I am still waiting. And that show, that autograph signing took place over been almost three years now, I guess, since it happened. He's even with us that long? Wow. Time goes quick, doesn't it? Yep. You know, and and to think, uh, we're, we're um, you know, uh, twenty twenty, and you know we're not going to go into this uh, in great detail because we know how depressing twenty twenty is. But uh, the interesting thing about twenty twenty is it's almost over, <clears throat> and it can't get over quick enough. But uh, we'll talk about that on the flip side. But uh, I do believe our guest is on now, so I'm going to. Uh, introduce him, bring him on, and we'll have some fun. Uh, so just take a second, be ready, everybody. So here we go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle with barbed wire bat in hand, step through the ropes right now. He is the bloodbath McGrath of the squared circle. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Chuck. Stein. Hey, this is Chuck Stein. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with host the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Holster. Hey, Chuck. How are you, buddy Oh, I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Uh, you know, you and I have a, uh, a mutual friend, uh, Hank Hogan. I know you know who he is, correct? Yes. Yes, and uh, he, uh, he told us that... Uh, uh, when he was on with us last week, that uh, you'd be an awesome interview, and uh, I'm loving it already. So here's what we're going to do. It's just me and Granny right now. Uh, Big Swing is uh, doing a special assignment, so he's not with us tonight. So to just be me and Granny, if you can stand us for uh, 30 minutes, uh, we'll have some fun here. Uh, but if you can give us a little background about yourself, then we'll uh, chat with you and have some fun. Well, um, I'm from Detroit. Uh, I like to make people bleed. I've been wrestling now for eight years, and I'm ready for this coronavirus crap to be over. And uh, Amen Chuck about that. <laughs> Chuck Stein's our guest here. We got 31 minutes here with Chuck, and uh, we'll we'll talk about the the coronavirus in a little while. Uh, so you know, you mentioned you like to make people bleed. So would you consider yourself to be? A uh, a technical wrestler like a Bret Hart, a high flyer like a Rey Mysterio, or are you like an ass kicker like Stone Cold Steve Austin, or are you just that hardcore like Mick Foley? Uh, I would say I'm a hardcore brawler. And you like to enter matches that have weapons and stipulations and blood and all that other stuff, correct? Yes, I do. Now, in your career, um, how many pints of blood would you say you've lost? <laughs> oh, man. That's hard to say, honestly. <laughs> it's, been, it's been quite a bit. <laughs> um, have you ever had... Uh, have you ever had a match where you 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 bled so much that you lost consciousness, kind of like what happened with Stone Cold against Bret Hart? Has that ever happened to you? No, that actually has not happened to me. 
Well, it's probably I have had a couple. I have had a couple matches where I've lost a good amount of blood, but not where I've lost consciousness. Now, have you? Um, now, now this is for our listeners because I, 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 I know your background. So some of these questions are are what listeners have asked me. How many different scars do you have on your body? <laughs> Oh, I get new ones every week. I've lost count. So, and one thing wanted me to ask you, and this is kind of a, a an interesting question: Have you ever named your scars? No, I can't say that I have. Yeah, I think what they're asking is like, is if you know, if someone saw a scar and they pointed to to it, would you be able to tell which opponent gave it to you? Oh, more than likely, yes. Okay. What is the worst scar that you, the biggest scar you got, and who gave it to you? Ooh, the biggest scar, I would say, uh, I have have a a few good-sized ones, so I'll talk about all of them. Um, All right. I I have one on my back, in the middle of my back, from a match with Madman Pondo. Where he gave me a Death Valley driver onto a board with razor blades on it. And that's probably a good five or six inch scar in the middle of my back. I also have a similar size on my right arm from a barbed wire in a match with uh, the Rejects, Reed Bentley and John Wade Murdoch. And then I have a bunch of slash marks on my side from a weed whacker from uh, Peter B. Beautiful. I'd say those so, are the most prominent ones I have. Uh, we have uh, Mr. Stein as our guest here. We got uh, 28 minutes here with uh, the man here. And uh, so um, I'm just kind of curious uh, who has had uh, more, who has had more stitches? Uh, Chuck Stein, Mick Foley, or Buford Pucker? Well, Chuck Stein has had zero stitches. I can say that okay. for a fact. I have not gotten well, stitched from a wrestling match. Now, so, so, you, so, you never had a, so you never had a wound that uh, had to be stitched up. You've been, what, what do you use, super glue or just put ice on it? Or? Super glue or... Yeah, I take care of it all myself. I've had plenty that have needed stitches, but I've never gone and gotten. Wow, you are definitely a rebel. Now, <laughs> with that being said, uh, when and I probably know the answer to this, but this is leading to my next question: What are are you considered yourself a baby face, a heel, an in betweeny? Are you more of a crowd guy? Um, I'm a baby face. Really? Okay. Well, with yes, that being sir. said, uh, Granny, I thought he'd be a heel, but we have a baby face. We have Chuck Stein. We have uh, 46 minutes. What do you have for our guest there, Granny? Go ahead. Well, I'm really glad to hear that he is a baby face because thinking what I was thinking when he first came on, when he was talking about liking to make people bleed, I was automatically thinking heel myself. You know, I thought, oh, good, Granny's going to get to have fun because let me tell you something, Chuck. 
Granny does not like the heels, and I can talk some pretty good smack <laughs> to them when I have to. But being that you're on the baby face side, you're good. You're 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 in Granny's corner, so that's that's a good thing. So and think about this, I guess Chuck, if Granny's probably in a match, she'd probably want to stitch you. Well, she'd probably want to super glue you up. <laughs> I'd probably need. I it. Get, I, I guess I guess one of my I guess one of my questions is that. Um, for you is um, what made you decide you wanted to become a wrestler and who was your biggest inspiration to do that? I mean. Okay. Um, well, I've, I've liked wrestling since I was a small child. Grew up watching, I'm a little older, grew up watching WWF back in the 80s. You know, the Hulk Hogan, Junkyard Dog, Hillbilly Jim, you know, guys like that, Heart Foundation, British Bulldogs. So, it was mid-90s when I started going to independent shows, and I instantly fell in love with Sabu. And I would say Who that is- he would be my inspiration to become a wrestler. So, was he also he your said- favorite growing up? What was that? Who who is your uh, who is your favorite wrestler growing up? Growing up, I would say uh, blonde haired surface thing. Continue, we'll Go ahead. Go ahead, Granny. Oh no, no, I I'm I'm good. I mean, I I'm good. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I didn't yeah, see your thunder there. I was just I was just kind of curious about this. So, Sabu now, would be the one that inspired me when I realized that this is what I really wanted to do. Have you ever met him? Yes, I've seen with him. Really? Luckily, That's awesome. Because yeah. uh, we had uh, we had his manager on with us uh, uh, about four months ago now. Uh, the the genie, I don't know. Yeah, um, she's awesome. Uh, uh, she has the world's biggest bank account. If you follow, you catch my drift on that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so we have uh, we have Chuck Steins, our guest here. We got 23 minutes. So now, you know, you mentioned that you're a baby face and uh, you like to make people bleed. But let me ask you this: Do as a baby face, do they make you bleed first? Uh, not necessarily. <laughs> not necessarily. Now, is there uh well speaking of speaking of that, uh now is there any kind of match uh and I probably know the answer to this, but uh, is there any kind of match that's out of your wheelhouse that you will not do? Ooh, um actually I would it would take a little um coaxing to get me to do something barefoot. So now you've obviously done cage matches, right? And you've done yeah. um uh, you've done uh, barbed wire matches. Have you done anything on a pole match? Yes, yes, of course. Um, what has been I've your done... favorite something on a pole match that you've done? Uh, I will. This is my favorite just because it's kind of out there. Yeah, I'm you know I'm from Michigan. Um, like the government assistance food stamp program, they uh, issue what is called a bridge card and it's basically like a debit card just for food it's your food stamps 
I have you, one time. Tell me, bid. tell me, tell me, you did not do a food stamp on a pole match. Yes, we did. <laughs> we we did a bridge card on a pole match, and that was it was so how, fun just so because that it was being silly. Said, so, uh, with that being said, how often does this Russo get out there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I couldn't resist that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, but I've you know, done, you uh, know, a, a belt on a pole, baseball bat on a pole. I, I think that's fine. I've only done that always a couple of matches like that. Have you have you ever done any matches with fire? Yes, one once. With uh, Peter V. Before we did four corners of pain. Each corner had a couple items for us to use. Um. One corner had staple guns and roses. One corner had syringes and Listerine. One corner had thumbtacks and salt. And one corner had dry ice and fire. Oh, good. Man, Man, I'll tell you what. Uh, Chuck's sign is, uh, uh, is, uh, is amazing. Uh, there's a reason why... Um, uh, during Thanksgiving dinner, his uh, family uh, won't let him cut the turkey because uh, he'd probably <laughs> brutalize it. Uh, but uh, speaking speaking of that, um, I, I'm just kind of curious. Uh, when you decided to go into this cool profession and you told your parents what you're going to be doing, one, have they uh, been supportive or have they been to any of your matches or are they like, uh, are, are you really my son? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> my mom questions it a lot, <laughs> but my dad was a wrestling fan when he was a kid, growing up in Detroit, going to see the Sheik over Brazil. You know, the Crusher, Big Bruiser, guys like that. Yeah, I, I, I can I can just imagine what your family gives you for uh, 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 Christmas a first aid kit and a box of bandages. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know I, I, do, I do have a lot of family support, which is awesome. Let me ask you this: I don't know, if, I don't know if you knew this or not, but have you ever uh, had any matches involving a cheese grater? Yes. Okay, because I don't know if you knew this or not, but the guy that invented the cheese grater was also the guy that invented bandages. Really? Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, well, it's, it's something I learned uh, uh, scientifically. Uh, anyway, we got Chuck Stein here. We got 18 minutes. Now, we'll kind of touch on this. We won't spend a whole lot of time on it, but we'll touch on this because there's a few uh, my uh, major points I want to get to. But, you know, we talked a, we've touched a little bit on COVID. Let me ask you this. What is, uh, how has COVID affected uh, what you're doing in your career? Uh, have you had to blank your calendar out to a certain point? Have you had uh, shows that have been postponed to reschedule? Uh, just canceled. How has it affected you? Oh, everything above. <laughs> shows canceled. Shows rescheduled. Like uh, Michigan, where everything's getting shut down again. They just announced it uh, yesterday. Actually, starting Wednesday, everything's getting shut down again. So I've had a couple shows get canceled coming up November, December, and uh, yeah, it kind of. It's kind of ruined everybody's ears. It's not in the wrestling world. I'm sure everybody's ready yeah. for it to be done. 
And I, 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 I hate to even mention this, but being being in Michigan, you got to be a Wolverines fan, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't really follow, <laughs> but yeah, I say Michigan over Michigan State. All right. Well, that that's good because I, I I hate to say this. Uh, uh, all you Michigan fans that are listening, don't hate me, but I am a Buckeyes fan, and I hate to say it, but uh, <laughs> you know, over the last couple of years, uh, um. Michigan has been Ohio State's bitch, but anyway, that's another story. That's, that's, another, that's another show. So, now, there's one other question that I'd like to ask all independent wrestlers that we, we come on. You know, I know you've been on the, in the business for a long time, but I'm going to put this to you. It's, it's, a, it's kind of a two-part question. Uh, let's say that you're in a match, and someone like from AEW or the WWE uh, sees you and they contact you and they they want you to come do a tryout and uh, ask if you uh, you know and then they offer you a big time contract. One is that something you'd want to do? Two part question. One is that something you want to do? And two, if you do get that deal, would you uh, not big time with them? Still be our friend and still talk to us? Well, of course I'd still talk to you. I'm, I wouldn't be like that. And I mean, obviously if not if you're in this and you're not thinking that you want to make it to the big time, then why are you even doing it? Because that That's is awful. the goal. That is the you know, goal. And, and I and I love that answer. You know, um, um, if Big Swing were here, he'd be able to fill in the blank on this. But we had a guest on about a year ago now. It, we were her first interview ever, and I asked her the same thing. And uh, this summer, Big Swing called me and said, oh, my God, she's she's on AEW right now. Uh, so we were her first interview, and then after she was on, uh, I called her, and she uh, she kept the promise. She actually talked. She, she wasn't able to give me a lot of time, but, uh, you know. So here's the thing. I, want, I would love to see you, uh, you know, bring – uh, go back to the WWE and bring the hardcore division back. I think you would be perfect in that division. That was, yeah, that would be something. Now, now speaking of that, uh, in your in your tenure in the business here, have you uh, held any titles or won any titles? Oh yeah, I've uh, a few, a few. Uh, currently, Mo- I am uh, mostly hardcore titles. Current- um, no. No. Currently, I am the Horror Slam Deathmatch Champion, which is obviously a hardcore belt, and uh, Pro Wrestling All-Stars and Detroit Tag Team Champion, which that is a completely family-friendly promotion, and the only person that really ever gets crazy there is me. <laughs> so, now, you mentioned that uh, you're, uh, you're a tag team champion. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, who who's your tag team partner? Do you ever think you could get him on with us? <laughs> Funny thing, um, one of my biggest rivals in the last two years just happens to be my tag team partner, and that's Peter Beautiful. So now, did you guys thought it would be better? Uh, well, you know, geez, uh, is is there, why don't we stop putting each other in the hospital? And why don't we just put other people in the hospital? No, it wasn't exactly like that. We were um, we were on opposing sides, and 
during the melee, multiple referees. I pinned his partner. He pinned my partner at the exact same time. And the promotion declared me and him as the champion. That's all I got to deal with this guy tagging along. (laughs) So, uh... So let's uh, let's talk about this. We have uh, Chuck Stein here with us. Uh, we have about uh, 13 minutes here with Chuck. Uh, when is, if you know when it is, uh, when your next match is, where is it, when is it, um, and uh, do you know if uh, our fans listening in the general area might be able to get tickets? Uh, go ahead. Let us know about that. Uh, I do have a match this Friday, Total Chaos Wrestling. It's in Taylor, Michigan. I do believe because of the restrictions and everything that's just been laid out, completely sold out, they're not going to sell any more tickets. I have a barbed wire and glass death match against Tommy Vendetta. Barbed wire and glass. Um, so now I'm just kind of curious: are they going to are they going to be windows? Are they going to be panes of glass? Are they going to be mirrors? Um, <laughs> I believe I'm they have panes. Believe they have panes of glass and probably light tubes. So might we get to see a replay of Shawn Michaels through Barty Jannetty through the barbershop window? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> now, I'm I'm guessing that you have a strong threshold for pain. I would guess. Um, yeah, it seems but, it seems like it. Now, is it is it safe to say that there's nothing really you would not do? Yeah, there's there is not much that I would not do. I uh, have, uh, obviously I uh, I always have syringes with me. I like to use them. Sometimes they get used on me. We've used um, bags of nails. Uh, How about thumbtacks? Thumbtacks. Oh, of course, thumbtacks. Weed whackers. Hey, Granny, Granny, did you hear what he said there? Of course, thumbtacks. See, for him, yes. When he goes, <laughs> when he goes to the office, he doesn't use them to uh, put up papers on the wall. He uses them to stick paper <laughs> to himself. Mm-hmm. Yes. So is that Staple why the office you notice the, is that, <laughs> is that why it's your office you notice the human pin cushion? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, now, let me ask you this. Has there ever been a match that you've been into that you regretted being into or a match that you've been in that you wish would have went longer? Or, like, for instance, that you're in a match like, geez, why didn't I do that? Oh, that that happens all the time. Uh, almost every match. <laughs> almost every match I'll get, get in the back afterwards like, man, I should have did this. Or, you know, after getting the microphone, oh, man, I should have said that. It's like you just think of it after. And, it, yeah, it happens a lot. <laughs> it happens a lot. Uh, so you you said uh, you uh, you have matches every week, right? Usually? Uh, pretty much, yes. Pretty much, yes. So uh, you never really give yourself time to heal. You just uh, go to the hardware store. Grab some duct tape, grab some super glue, and go for it. Yep. Now, I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh, 
you know, you could be the spokesman for this new product that you, I just saw on TV. It's called Super Glue Tape. Super Glue Tape. Yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, it's it's made it's made by uh, a, a company called T Rex Tape, and it's it's called Super Glue Tape. And uh, you know, you would uh, you say that what their slogan is: "You don't need a bottle. All you do is need this roll." I mean, can you imagine how easy it would be if you could just tape yourself up instead of, you know, squirting the bottles of, you know? Yeah, that would be easy. <laughs> I mean, um, now, I, I'll understand if you, you don't want to answer this next question. I'm going to ask this first so we get time, and then I'll, I'll pull in the next question. Uh, if our fans wanted to check you out and see what you're doing, uh, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a GoFundMe for bandages. What do you got? <laughs> I got Facebook. Uh, just uh, Chuck Stein under my name. Um, and then at That's that's awesome. Now let me ask you this: Is there one match that uh, you'd want uh, that you're most proud of that you like our fans to gravitate towards? Yes, uh, my match with Sue uh, Raver from the Horror Slam. That's awesome. So, um, so with your uh, and uh, I'll ask this question. I'll uh, I'll understand if you don't want to answer this question, but. Uh, um, Yeah, uh, uh, are are you a single guy, or uh, you got a you got a significant other out there? Yes, I got I have a girlfriend and a few kids. <laughs> you got a few kids. So uh, I'm happily taken. So um, uh, I guess basically, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> since you have a girlfriend and she she likes what you're doing, um, do you uh, you ever worry about? Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, you don't care about uh, what her uh, her family thinks. You didn't have to ask her dad to marry you, right? You're just gonna go right to it because you can take anything. <laughs> yeah, and I, I will. I wouldn't say she exactly likes what I'm doing. She kind of tolerates it. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, think about it like this though. Uh, you know, she'll like what you're doing when you start bringing home that million dollar check. Oh, for sure. You know, I mean, you know, it's like that, you know, it's like that song song says, you know, I'm going to hire a wino to decorate our home. First song will be, mm-hmm. I'm going to hire a crazy guy to uh, decorate our home. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Icon. <clears throat> yeah. I just sent our guest a friend request. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think we need to wish him a happy birthday because I think his birthday is tomorrow. Yes, Am I right? Well, exactly. it is. Well, well, Granny, you just kind of stole my thunder. I was going to say that till the end, but uh, <laughs> well, fact, yes. Uh, happy birthday! Fact, say, Thank yeah, you. Happy birthday to you, uh, Chuck. Guys, our guest here. Uh, we have about uh, five minutes here left with uh, Chuck. So, you know, uh, I do want, definitely want to get you uh, 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 back on with us and. Uh, uh, I, I know that you're going to send us some autographed pictures. You always sent me a preview of what uh, 
uh, what you're going to send. But uh, I, you know, I, uh, I, I am. I'll admit, I'm kind of stammering. I'm kind of speechless because I don't, I don't know want to how to say this tactfully. But you know, I'll tell you what. Of all the guests that we've had on, <clears throat> I guess. You know, well, with the exception of Mick Foley, of course, I'd have to say that you're probably the uh, craziest guy we've ever had uh, mm-hmm. with that, you know. Mm-hmm. But, well, I like uh, <laughs> You know. Um, wow. Uh, I, I, I was going to ask another question. I forgot what it was because I'm just like uh, – <laughs> Uh, I'm just like mesmerized by all the stuff that you do. Uh, but let me ask you this. Uh, you know, you mentioned there's out of your wheelhouse and uh, you're willing to uh, take a, uh, take a fall no matter what it is. But uh, let me ask you this. Is there uh do you have a, a height issue? Like, you know, like, like, a, like going up on scaffolding, stuff like that. Uh, I, you know, I do have a little bit of a height issue. Some things, it, it just depends on the situation, I think. Like, in, if heights indoors does not bother me as much as heights outside. It's, a, it, it's kind of weird, but I'm just weird, I guess. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I... You know, I'll tell you what. With our with our chat room uh, going crazy like it is right now, uh, they're definitely loving you. And uh, I will I will have to ask you this: Would you be willing to uh, uh, come on again at some point, maybe in 2021, when this COVID crap is done, and you can bring your partner with you, and we can have some fun with you? Yeah, definitely. definitely. That's awesome. So. Uh, uh, real quick here, uh, is there anything else that you want to tell our fans here before uh, we sign off with you? Uh, stay safe, man, and uh, hopefully we'll be back in full force soon. Yeah, and uh, I've been trying. I've been trying to travel the country as much as I can, and hopefully I'll be able to once again here soon. And, and I, I found that out for you. It's TRexTape.com where you can get that super glue tape. Okay, I'll look for yeah. it. Yeah, so you can see, uh, <laughs> you know, you can see if you can uh, get in the Guinness Book World Records. Uh, most rolls of super glue tape used by a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that'd be awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, we have Chuck Stein's our guest here. We got about 60 seconds here left with the, the man here. Uh, we do want to thank you for taking time on your schedule. Uh, I'm sure your body's thanking us because you uh, had a chance to let it heal for at least five seconds uh, mm-hmm. before you uh, before you go off to your next uh, pin cushion filled event. Uh, but uh, we do appreciate it, and uh, you're awesome, and we wish you nothing but the best. I'll stay in contact with you once we get those autographs, and uh, we'll uh, uh, we'll definitely have you on again. Excellent. Thank you for having me this time. I appreciate it. Take care, buddy. Thank you. Thanks, yep. Chuck. Thank you. Chuck Chuck Stein, ladies and gentlemen. The man, the myth, the blood legend. <laughs> uh, did you see it? Did you get how I got that blood legend? Did you get that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, we, uh, we have... Uh, 
we have so much fun with guests like that uh, that have uh, definitely no regard for their body, obviously. But, uh, you know, it, it is great. Now, you said, um, um, uh, you know, you mentioned that uh, um, did, did he have some mutual friends that uh, you guys have together? Who? You and uh, Chuck Stein? Well, I just sent him a friend request. I mean, I went and found his page, and I, I mean, there's some people on there that, I, that I'm friends with on Facebook that he must know in the wrestling business. Granny, our, uh, uh, our next guest is uh, on, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and introduce him, and then okay. we'll uh, bring him on, and then uh, we'll have some fun here. Ladies and gentlemen. Stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. About to enter the ring right now. He's going to put everybody in grave danger. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Abby Graves. Excuse me, Abby. Is there a Y at the end of your description of me, my friend? The name is Abel Graves, and you're listening to the Attitude Era with the hosts. The icon, and yeah, I said your name right. And the big swing, and of course, everybody loves Granny Hulkster. Granny Hulkster, what have you got for me tonight? Well, you, look, what, a, what, a, what a promo line. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, uh, baby, this is what have, we do. Uh, yeah, we have uh, Mr. Graves as our guest here. We got 30 minutes. Uh, here's what we're going to do. If you want to uh, give us a little background about yourself, then we're going to have some fun asking you some cool questions. All right, a little background about myself. Well, where does one begin? I could go on for hours, but mostly, if you really wanted to know, uh, these days we do a YouTube channel, we do a Facebook. Uh, I'm old. I really don't subscribe to most of it. I just like to wrestle. I get in the ring. I do my work. I do my job. And I've got a long career in uh, loving the martial arts. It's more than a career or a job. It's a lifestyle. And... uh, I love the people. What else can I say? Uh, boo me, cheer me, it doesn't matter. You love me, and you know it. <laughs> well, you know, um, you know, you kind of you kind of mentioned that. Uh, you know, uh, for those of uh, for those of you who uh, don't know who our guest is, uh, uh, in his look, he 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 looks like a great uh, English gentleman. I mean, his with well, thank his you very handlebar. Much. His handlebar mustache. I mean, uh, he he's got the mustache of Raleigh fingers, and he's got the uh, uh, he's got the face of a suit, uh, a gentleman from the Superman comic book. He's an awesome. I guy. think I know Icon. Remember what you asked me before the show started. I think I know who you're talking about. Well, gentleman Jack Gallagher. Gentleman Jack Gallagher. You asked me the WWE wrestler. Are you talking yeah. about gentleman Jack Gallagher? That's yep. who he looks yep. like. Yep. Well, uh, gentleman Jack Gallagher, forgive me for not paying attention. I don't have cable. Is he new? Is he old? Uh, I well, could be no, myself he was uh, he was part of WWE for a while. I think he was on NXT he, for a while, and so. Well, I've been around twenty years. Or no, so two hundred five live two hundred five or whatever that was. I was well before any of those guys. Doing. Right. Oh yes. Now, Allow me uh, to put myself over. <laughs> well, 
have uh, Mr. Grazer, a guest here. We got uh, 28 minutes. Uh, I'm going to ask a few questions, then we'll uh, go to Granny, and then uh, we'll uh, come back to me. I'll ask you some of the uh, the gut uh, wrenching questions. But uh, just letting you know, you folks about... and fans out there, I have no prior call, uh, knowledge of any of these calls or questions, so I'm shooting from the hip. All right. And uh, just so uh, just so our fans know, uh, give us the correct pronunciation of your first name again. My name is Avil, A-V-I-L, like the accentuation of evil. Ascension, forgive right. me. Yes. Avil now, Graves, Graves, well, you can take that to the bank. Graves is just an evil death. Nobody wants to go there, do they? No, Avil Graves are guests here. we got 27 minutes. So my question for you, my first question is, on your Facebook page, actually this is from one of our listeners, uh, they're, um, they asked me about uh, your uh on your profile, you have uh, uh, you're facing off against uh, this guy with the American flag in the background. He says, "I want your support." So, uh, could you get uh, explain that a little bit? Our fans asking about that. Oh, okay. Why am I facing off against myself? Is the question I believe you're asking. Uh, yes. Yeah. Why Why I'm facing off against myself would be because uh, in business you're only competing against yourself. Simple okay. answer. I know you probably thought this whole long, drawn-out explanation. No, bottom line, everyone's got two identities, you know, what they show in public and how they live at home. Well, I'm pretty real, all things considered, who I am at home and who I am in public is pretty much the same guy. Love me or hate me, it's why my friends are loyal and my enemies are very strictly afraid. Well, uh, and I'll, I'll get back to that in just a second. So, now, when you... Uh, when you wrestle your wrestling style, are you more like a technical wrestler, like a Bret Hart, a high flyer, like a Rey Mysterio, or are you just that ass kicker like a Stone Cold Steve Austin? You know, it's funny you mentioned uh, Bret Hart. I mean, who doesn't love Bret Hart's technical prowess? And as far as high flying, well, when I was younger and the knees worked better and the back felt better, sure. I mean, uh, I used to flip, flop, and fly with the best, believe it or not, trained under uh, uh, Lucha style under an American Lucha if I can say that, but his name was uh, Nocturne, professional wrestler Nocturne. You can look him up. He showed me a couple things uh, the way they do it in Mexico. But other than that, no, it really calls for the matter. I, my traditional style, if you really want to know a style, if I had a style to offer, it would be, um, you know, I'm a big fan of martial arts, both the Chinese and the Japanese influence, Hawaiian Kempo, uh, I'm an instructor of Kempo uh, on my side. And uh, so it really just matters. Is uh, I can match anybody. I hopefully, as I get older, can still match anybody with uh, what the situation calls for. But obviously, if I don't like how it's going, I'm going to change it up. So, you know, to answer your question, uh, jack of all trades, master of maybe one or two. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. And now... Would you consider yourself to be a baby face, a heel, an in-betweeny, or are you more of a crowd guy? Well, I would have to say in-betweeny. In my heart, of my heart, i got to stomp myself down on the heel. Uh, but you know what? People love a bad guy. People do like to cheer for the villain sometimes. And uh, I'll admit in the business, it, comes, it gets kind of hard when all of a sudden – Maybe a promoter wants to say, hey, you know, you're you're the bad guy. Go out there and be a bad guy. Well, that's easy, you know. I got mean, miserable, rotten, ruthless, vile, and nasty. You can pick one. If you want all of them, you're going to have to pay for it. But the thing is, 
sometimes crowds really they really appreciate that, and all of a sudden, right in the middle of it, it's got to go the way it's got to go. I mean, money's got to come in, right? And you certainly can't shit can when uh, the fans appreciate what you're offering. Well, you know. You By the way, I'm sorry. Else. I just swore. Can I swear on this channel? Well, sure. We we have a seven second delay, but uh, oh, okay, okay. I don't. Know. I don't. I just want to know my proper's here. You know, you That's didn't. Fun. You didn't pay what? me to be ruthless and vile. So, well, we kind of did, but well, it, it, it's past <laughs> ten o'clock, so you're fine. But you know, you mentioned everybody loves a heel. Not everybody. Granny, what do you got for a guest? We have Amy Graves. Go ahead. Well, for your information, Granny does not like the heels, and I can Granny. talk to Mac to the heels when I have to. Granny, who is your favorite? I got a question for you. Who is your favorite when you were growing up watching pro wrestling? Well, I have a lot of favorites. I mean, give me I, the I give guess, me one out of your top three. Pick one. All right, on the spot. Come on. Can it can it be a tag team? Sure. Why not? Well, my favorite tag team of all times is the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton. How did I know you were going to say that? Somehow I knew you were going to say that. I don't know how you do that. There's (laughs) nothing wrong with those that. But you got to remember, I I mean, sometimes the baby faces in real life, they're the the nicest heels you ever meet uh, (laughs) behind the curtain. Well, you know, I mean, I tell you, you, I'm 58 years old, and, uh, this has probably been about three or four years ago, but one of my wrestling friends who I, I consider family, he was being the heel that night, and he says, Granny, he says, don't you have a curfew at the nursing home? And I grabbed my keys out of my purse, and I doubled up my fist, and I threw my fist in his face with my keys in my hand. I said, baby, I don't need no curfew. I got keys to the building. And he ran off. <laughs> well, see, he didn't know who he was messing with now, did he? Oh, yeah, you know? he knew who he was messing with. He knew exactly <laughs> who he was messing with. So, but. Uh, well, as far as the crowd know. pleaser goes, I mean, if you were in the crowd and I was in the ring and you were hooting and hollering, trust me, I might be the only one that would lock eyes with you and just let you know who was in charge. Well, you know what, and that would be okay because I would expect you to do that, and I would have a bunch of fun. Yes, you playing would. Yes, you would. With that's you what I. That's, that the best because, that's the best. Because that's the best. Yeah, that, that, well, that's Granny, what. That's what makes Granny, it fun. Granny, you got to tell me about Tommy Greener and your cane. Oh yes, the last traditional championship wrestling show that they did in Fort Smith, we Arkansas. Got, we got some breakup on the line. I heard nothing. <laughs> no. We got some breakup okay, on the line. I'm sorry. The the last traditional championship wrestling show they did in Fort Smith, Arkansas, Tommy Dreamer was part of an eight-man tag team match. And it got down to him and Matt Rivera. And at the time, I was getting ready to have my first knee, knee replacement, so I was having to walk with a cane. Well, he grabbed my cane out of my hand and started using it on Matt Riviera during the match. Now, they did TV tapings, and they still show the old reruns down in Little Rock even today, and TCW quit running like seven years ago. And everybody's like, oh, my God, he broke. How do we do it it today? It's like, oh, my God, he broke Granny's cane. And the other announcer that was working with him says, Granny, what do you think you're doing? This isn't fans bring their own weapons match. And, I mean, but it's he, Tommy he Dreamer. Is anybody going to tell I, him no? 
No, well, of course. And you you think I'm going to stop Tommy Dreamer from taking that cane out of my hand? No, I know Tommy Dreamer. at 57 well. years ago, 51 <laughs> years of age? No, I don't think you would stop Tommy Dreamer. No, 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 I could be insulting you to the hilt, but no, all things no, considered, no, I love because you. No, 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 because I'm, I'm a big Tommy Dreamer fan. I love Tommy Dreamer, and I'll tell you, no. But anyway, so he took he took the handle – he took the handle <laughs> – of my cane and tucked it up underneath Matt's tights and pulled up on the bottom of the cane and gave him a wedgie and made him start hopping like a bunny rabbit. Oh hell! Now, so, now, honestly, honestly, who won that match? Well, unfortunately, the Brandy Empire did. did. Uh, uh, no, no see, you were wrong. The person who won that match was you and everybody oh. watching. See, trick question. Oh yeah, trick well question. yeah, yeah, but I mean, oh I know, but. <laughs> You, but no, you, don't, you don't know me. I will mess with everybody tonight. You give oh, me 23 right. minutes, I'm going to take 486. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. That's what makes this fun. That's what makes this business fun. So. Uh, well, all, all due love and respect. Everything is fantastic. You know, that's, that's a very interesting story. Uh, it's nice when fans really have that memorable moment to, to just jump on and to get emotionally attached at any age. And uh, in my my short time on this planet i've always found that the elders who have been around longer who appreciate uh culture from any what it happens to be in this case we're talking about professional wrestling and that's worldwide uh the older you get the younger you feel sometimes hopefully if you let it go that way and uh that's what keeps some of this stuff alive is uh remembering when and wanting to push it through and, and create a new so that's really cool uh- uh, Mr. Graves is our guest here. We got 18 minutes now. I mean, you know, to put it, Gra- Granny, uh, she does talk smack to the heels, and she she is a she is a great lady. She's been with our show for a long time, but you know, um, there there was a song that they wrote about her a long time ago called "Little Old Lady from Pasadena." And that's, uh, that's <laughs> are you from anyway. Pasadena, Granny? No, I'm not. I'm originally from Kansas, and I've been I've been in Arkansas since 1988. Arkansas. It's been a while since I've been in Arkansas. Probably back in 2006, 2007 myself. But all right, Icon, take control of your show. What the hell's going on here? Okay. Well, we can do that. Um, and I will do that. Uh, so now <laughs> we got. Uh, we got we got Mr. Graves our guest here. We got uh, seventeen minutes here or so with uh, with the man here. So you know we'll we'll kind of touch on this a little bit. Uh, we're not going to go into it in great detail because we know that twenty twenty is you know and COVID's been uh, really yeah. Tough. We don't have to talk about COVID, but uh, I think I see where you're going at. Please please continue. Well, I'm just, I'm just kind of curious. What what is uh, how has it impacted your your schedule? Have you had to blank your calendar out to a certain point? Have you had yes. uh, matches postponed that will be rescheduled? What what has it done on your end? Well, uh, as far as certain states are concerned, uh, you know, athletic commissions and uh, no-contact sports being what they are, whether it be MMA, pro wrestling, uh, martial arts instruction. Um, I know some people still run the gambit and they, and they choose to open and they follow regulations, uh, you know, is what they are. Um, I myself, as a martial arts instructor, I'm not an interpretive dance teacher, so you know, fighting and self-defense is a contact sport. So it's very difficult to uh, get people wanting to uh, learn the art of Kempo or, or 
work in the professional wrestling world, it's it's not the same as we all know. And like I said, I'm going to try not to talk about COVID. But as far as my schedule is concerned, um, yes, I had plans to go to Las Vegas this year. I had plans to go to Japan this year for things that hopefully maybe next year or the year after or the year after or the year after will come into play. So I don't want to talk about those projects right now, but I had a lot of plans to travel this year, and I'm sure everyone had that perfect 2020 vision, right? It's fucking cliche. But, uh, but yeah, it's affected me and the schedule, and including the schedule of Tennessee, especially where I work out of with the World Fighting Showcase. Uh, they're a, uh, they've been around for a while. They've brought in great talent, and... Um, you know, I lucked out but, to go work with them, and it's just it's sad that everything's happening the way it is, and, you know, crowds can't show up. Boys and girls can't make money because, you know, a lot of that money comes from the gate. Let's face it. Let's not be stupid about things. The reason why anything on TV is existing is because of, you know, deals with media. Um, so, you know, there's there's that downfall. And to try and link yourself up with companies that's got good money, uh, you know as well as I know, it's who you know and who your friends are. So life is such, you know. Yeah, it's but, affecting uh, my schedule. But but being on this show has been a highlight. I'm, I'm assuming. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Say it again. Well, I was going to say, but being on this show has been a highlight so far. Oh, being on this show is great. Uh, it's something to do. That's for sure. I would think that. <clears throat> how do I want to really talk about it without talking about it? Okay, the election has screwed people up. And it has definitely given a few other people some, ah, fuck it, we're going to do it anyway. And it's given a few people, well, we should probably just kind of take it one step at a time and see what's what. So there's air on the side of caution. And at the same time, hey, uh, a lot of people are getting away with doing outside events and they're drawing good crowds. And that way people can stay away from each other. So the highlight is the fact that uh, off the Internet, People are still running. It might be slow and low, but uh, the industry still exists, and hopefully it doesn't suck. Now, being on this show is definitely a highlight. I appreciate it very, very much, as do you, and thank you for having me. Uh, Really, it just comes down to what can we do for each other and allow me to be myself. What have you done for me lately? (laughs) Well... Uh, Mr. Graves, our guest here. We got 13 minutes. We're not ready. To get, we're not ready to say goodbye yet. We're, we we still got a few other things for you. And uh, I did uh, I did send you. We a, can push uh, it to 15, maybe 20 more minutes. It's fine. I got time. <laughs> well, uh, it's just that when our next guest calls in, then whatever, it doesn't matter. But anyway. Uh, well, God bless. I don't so, want to take now, their time either. I'm already taking all of yours. Well, that's fine. Uh, and we love having you. We're we. Uh, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask a few hard hitting questions now and. Uh, you know, so we can do this no real shots. quick. Uh, right. So so we can uh, do this real quick so we, so we don't run out of time. If our fans want to check you out and see what, what, what keep up with you, do you have a Facebook? You got Instagram? You got YouTube? You got a Twitter? You got a Twitch? What do you got? You know, I'm I'm getting older in these days, and I was around before the Internet. And when the Internet started coming around with 
what was the really the, MySpace was the first big one, and we remember. I didn't really care about any of that, and I didn't do it. And uh, th- who knew? Who knew? You kind of have to these days, right? I mean, otherwise I wouldn't be doing this interview. Uh, yeah, Facebook. I have a Facebook. It's Abel Graves. It's it's used for business. Every now and then I do a little bit of politicking of sorts, and you can you can feel it. That's me. It's real. Uh, YouTube. I have a YouTube. Abel Graves. One word, no space. Again, before the internet, I didn't fucking know any better to add a space in between my name. So, <laughs> username is Abel Graves, all one word on YouTube. And I am contracted with the World Fighting Showcase. So check out the World Fighting Showcase. They have a Facebook. They have a YouTube. They have a website. Uh, also, WrestleRewind.com. WrestleRewind.com. It's a company that owns uh, the footage and the rights to all sorts of classic professional. And it's not even me. I'm not getting a dime from this. Uh, just classic professional wrestling you're not going to find on other networks and other websites. It's totally worth the money. You know, you pay like 50 bucks for the whole year. And, again, I'm, I'm, somebody needs to pay me for talking about it because I really enjoy this website. Um, and I've subscribed myself. I pay the 50 bucks. Nobody pays me to say this. Uh, but I'm also on that website. So, fuck it. Go watch. <laughs> uh, Abel Graves, our guest here. got 11 minutes left. Now, you know, you mentioned uh, the martial arts thing. Now, I'm kind of curious, and I've always wanted to know this, and it may be uh, it may be a ridiculous question, but uh, if uh, if you train somebody uh, to be uh, in martial arts now, do they have to sign like certain waivers saying that they won't hold you liable if they beat somebody up or this or that? Uh, does that happen or is that just a <clears throat> okay? Good question, valid point. If you're not into this sport or anything, um, back in the seventies and eighties, I heard tale of an awful lot of. Uh, some schools requiring, and this is this is again the 70s and 80s now, requiring their black belts or or you know anybody who got belted as such, required them to go with their local law enforcement and register their hands as deadly weapons. Let me tell you right now, there is no requirement. That's bullshit. As a firearms enthusiast, uh, if you register your hands as deadly weapons, that's like giving yourself a do not pass go card. You know, do not collect $200, go directly to jail. You're not allowed to fucking do anything. Now, having said that, I certainly don't register myself as a deadly weapon because there's no law that says you have to do so, and I don't feel that way in my real life. But when I'm in the ring, there's no waivers that has to sign on or off other than you're contracted and you're told to go wrestle or to go fight this person, depending on the style of fight or wrestling match, you know, the event. And... uh you know, to answer your question with martial arts, it's a gray area for some. If their ego is bigger than the actual happenstance of what they can contribute, yeah, they just want to make some some young person who paid a bunch of money to get their black belt feel good. But that goes right to their head now, doesn't it? And you know what happens when things go right to your head. In the moment, you're certainly not available to pay attention because your ego is inflated and you're filled with all this, well, I'm the best this, it. no, you're not. You know, most people who think and feel that way, you know right away you can see them, you can see them coming a mile away. And it's a bunch of diva syndrome if, in, in the men, if you ask me. So, no, I think that's bullshit. <laughs> well, you know, Abby uh, uh, Gray is our guest here. We got. Uh, say it right. Icon, Icon, say it right. Avol. Say well, it slow with a southern drawl, even though I'm not from the south. Say uh, it. 
Abel. I, I know it's Abel Grace, but uh, my fans like it when I uh, mispronounce our guest names because it's oh, kind of like I'm sorry, I didn't do my homework. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Call me. Uh, call me so anything you want. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. But uh, the one thing uh, I find interesting, though, is that, uh, you know, what, the way you just said that about inflated ego and everything, you just described me to a T, so you just made another great uh, a liner for us, as a matter of fact. So works gonna, for me, baby. Gonna, works for me. Yeah, I'm going to use more than just what you did at the beginning. Uh, I'm going to use a couple of the things you said for uh, promoting me, uh, Mr. Inflated sure. Ego and all Fair that deal. stuff. Uh, pleasure, to, pleasure to help out. Pleasure to help out. You're a fan of pro wrestling, and let's face it, everybody here listening and being part of this cast and doing everything that we're doing in the business or wanting to be in the business, we're fans. We're fans. You know, like I said, I don't watch cable TV. I don't have, I don't have cable because I'm cheap. But, you know, I also don't watch cable because I don't really want to be influenced by what's on television. I, I want to be original and fresh and unique and, and not have a – Oh, I just saw this in the back of my head. I wasn't thinking about it, but apparently I did it out of out of you know, you know it was there. I'd just like to stay focused on uh, you know my attributes and what is coming at me and what's happening right there, then in their lives. So that's, that's call, awesome. call call it uh, method, if you will. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so so with with uh, that being said, now if our fans in your general area. Uh, uh, that are listening would want to come uh, see you. When is your next event? When is it? Where is it? And you know about ticket information. Well, to be perfectly honest, again, it's, it's you'd have to pay attention to the World Fighting Showcase and any other companies. Uh, right now, we're working out of uh, Virginia, Tennessee, West Virginia, working out of Kentucky, um, parts of North Carolina. Uh, again, 2020 schedule messed it all up. We had TV deals, and uh, I believe we still do. It's just it really comes down to when the states allow people to open. So my next event or match, sorry, folks, you just got to pay attention to Facebook. You just got to watch YouTube and uh, check out the Internet because uh, that's a lot of what we got going on right now. And uh, I uh, I just mentioned on uh, on our uh, chat room here on uh, on our page here that uh, – uh, there's uh, there's already fans that are uh, hankering to get an autograph from you. So uh, uh, for the fans that are in the chat room, uh, there's going to be four given away in December. So you have to keep listening, and he's going to get them sent to us. Uh, and uh, just uh, keep uh, uh, chatting. The, the best comment. I tell you what. I tell you what. I, I, I can I can definitely go ahead and be a gracious guest. I will give you the host of the icon, I will give you a personal 8x10 glossy of Avo Grave signed to however you want me to sign it. I can sign it to your good grandmother. Uh, forgive me. I hope she's still alive. But I'll sign whatever you want for you. Now, as far as everybody else, maybe I can give a couple freebies, but if you really want an 8x10 signed, personalized, by all means, I'd be humbled and blessed to do so for you. Just PM me on Facebook. Find me, Avo Graves. It's Facebook. Uh, you look for the mustache and the American flag, and then you'll uh, just PM me and ask me for what you want, and uh, we'll we'll deal for that, and that would be fine. That would be fine. We have uh, we have Mr. Gray's our guest here. We got five minutes left. Now I'm I'm got, I'm, I'm kind of curious. There is one thing I'm going to ask. Uh, uh, your mustache. Uh, are, are you are you a fan of Raleigh fingers? It's funny that you mentioned because everywhere I go in the South, all I get is Raleigh Fingers. Now, wasn't he Georgia? He played for Georgia, right? 
No, he was a pitcher for the uh, uh, Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta no, Braves. Uh, okay. The, no, no, not for the Braves. He was for the uh, Oakland Athletics. Oakland Athletics. I'm sorry. All right, I had that mistake. Yeah, no, I'm I'm familiar with Raleigh Fingers. A lot of people look at me, uh, older generation look at me, and they say, hey, Raleigh Fingers. And if I don't look at them and smile, they get upset. So, yeah, I'm I'm familiar with that. Uh, the mustache is just, uh, what can I say, it's classic. Not everybody can pull it off as it is. I didn't know I could either. But uh, it's got in me around a little bit, you know. <laughs> so. Well, well, you know it's you know, I'll, I'll give this story. It's real just quick. facial it's, accessory. Don't get excited. Why well, no? I, uh, I, I'll give this story real quick because uh, this is your time. We got four minutes with you. But when I was eight years old, I got to meet Raleigh Fingers, and uh, I had no oh, wow. idea that that was his real name. And I asked him how he got the nickname Raleigh Fingers, and he said, "Ask my parents. It's on my birth certificate." It's like, oh. <laughs> well, pretty much, <laughs> you know. I thought it was a nickname. I I didn't know. I was only seven, you know. But when uh, you met anyway, your hero uh, and he told you the truth, were you hurt by it? Well, no, actually, uh, actually, my hero. Uh, if you want to talk about heroes in wrestling, uh, it would be the Ultimate Warrior, who I'll never get to meet, unfortunately. <laughs> oh dear but, God. Uh, my, yeah, but my All right. baseball. No, I got I to admit, hey, businessman, ruthless as, as all day, but businessman. Right. But my, my baseball hero <laughs> I did get to beat was uh, Kirby Puckett. But Kirby anyway, that's Puckett. another story, too. But like I say, this is this is your time, not mine. So anyway. Hey, you know I like uh, to bounce have, it back. Right. So we got uh, three minutes here left with you. Uh, all right, now, shoot. Hard questions. Good. Hard questions. Give them up. Let's go. Well, and we uh, hope that you would be willing to join us again if we haven't scared you too much. But uh, uh, if you haven't scared there, me at all. Is... In fact, I feel very warmed and welcome. Thank you. So here, here's my question: If our fans out there wanted to uh, get trained by you, what would they have to do? Uh, how much would they have to pay? And uh, <laughs> how nice do, uh, do, do they have to be to you? Well, all things considered, okay. <clears throat> when it comes to uh, training in any shape or form. Uh, I would just have to say that if you're already athletic in some way, shape, or form, you're going to uh, wind up being better, faster at anything. Um, Depending on what you are looking for, what you need is your training. Uh, Everybody needs a little bit something different at their own time. Call it a soul's journey, if you will. Not everybody gets the same out of a class. Individual training is such. Um, You know, I'm a Kempo man. I teach uh, traditional styles of Kenpo. Started with the Chinese, with Kung Fu, if you will, Chinese Kenpo. Uh, what do you have to do? Um, be serious. Want to train. Show up. If you have money, great. If not, this is my love and my passion. Don't take advantage of me. Don't mistake my kindness for weakness. Because when it comes to training, I am your instructor, not your friend. Now, when it comes to business... We are going to be just fine. Trust me. But other than that, you want to be trained, whether it's from me or somebody else, show up serious. Take the art, what you're learning serious. Not yourself so much, but take what you are doing and why you're doing anything seriously. Put your money where your mouth is, sure. Or learn to work. So basically, uh, real quick here, we got about thirty seconds. So really, so really, you kind of take the Herb Brooks approach to it. I'll be your coach. I won't be your friend. If you want one of those, talk to somebody else. 
all things considered, I got friends, and I don't mind helping people out. I mean, it really is what the business we're in. Uh, we do help people out, don't we? We we do things for each other, and we make, uh, you know, we make beautiful music together. But again, same thing. You certainly don't want to take advantage of a situation or, or ruin somebody's. Hey, I know who is your trainer? Oh, really? Uh, you know, we don't we don't want that guy because he's an asshole, and it makes it look bad on the person who brought you in. So same thing, same thing. If I black belt somebody, it's not because oh, they paid me. It's because they spent years with me and they took them, they took the art serious. And so that's what I ask awesome. of. I'd rather have 10 wonderful students my whole life than a thousand so-sos that'll forget it and take it as a summer vacation. Awesome. Well, right. I'll tell you what, uh, we, we've reached our, our, our allotted time uh, with you uh, I will stay in uh, touch with you. I'll send you the address to send us some autographs. We do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule, and we will definitely have you on with us again. My good man, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this was wonderful. I really appreciate your time. And, again, check out Abel Graves, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, check out the World Fighting Showcase. And, by God, always love Granny Hulkster. Thanks, buddy. Have a good night. Appreciate it. Have a good God night. God bless. Take care. Vote Graves. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, our granny, our next guest is on. I'm going to go ahead and uh, introduce him, and then we're going to have some fun. I cannot wait to talk uh, to this exciting individual. So I'm going to go ahead and bring him on, introduce him, and then we're going to have some fun. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, about to give us 45 minutes of the greatest insight in Hollywood from the Greatest director in the world today. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Errol Sack. Hey, this is Errol Sack, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster. So uh, we have uh, Errol Sack as our guest here. We have uh, 38 minutes, and uh, we're going to have some fun with you. If you real quick want to give us some background about yourself, and then we're going to have some fun. You got it. Uh, I live in Southern California, and uh, I've been uh, an actor since I was eight years old, and I've been directing uh, actually about the same time as well since I was a little boy. I'm in my 40s now, and um, making movies is a thing of passion, and it's what I do, and I love it, and I love the people I get to work with. It's um, quite, uh, it's fun. It's a great time, and to be able to do it as a for a living, it uh, just puts the icing on the cake. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk to you. Uh, we're gonna ask you a lot of uh, questions about. Uh, uh, we, if uh, we can go a little overtime tonight, uh, if you can uh, stand us for that long, but we have a lot of questions, and uh, we're gonna get to them, and then uh, I'll ask you a few. Then we'll go to Granny, and then we'll come back to me. Uh, but you have a, you have a new movie out, and we're gonna talk about uh, talk to you about that, uh, starring uh, one of our our. One of our most favorite guests on the show, Natalie Byrne. Uh, can you yep. tell us about this movie? Yes, No Name and Dynamite is sort of the, the the start of the idea of this movie was created because of the lack of spaghetti westerns from the old '60s, the Sergio Leone type movies. I think we really got away from what. Uh, 
a real Western, I feel, was back in the day. Uh, we've, we've, we've changed that and made it more serious and more drama and maybe a little too Hollywood and not real. And this particular movie we're working on right now, titled No Name and Dynamite Davenport, is a total spaghetti Western. But because it's made in the United States, maybe we can call it a hamburger <laughs> western of some sort. And uh, 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 Natalie Byrne uh, stars in that movie. What is her character in that movie? Her her character, she is a bounty hunter, and her character name is Pearl. And there's two other leads in the film, No Name and Dynamite, and uh, she, her significant under, other is No Name. They have a past, and they bump heads, and they run through <clears throat> with each other through the movie off and on. That is awesome. Uh, we have... Uh, uh, I lost my turns out. We have uh, Errol Sack as our guest here. We have... Uh, uh, 35 minutes left of regular time here, uh, and we may go into overtime. Uh, now, how long uh, have uh, has the, the movie been in production, and do uh, you have a release date? We're, we're, we're definitely hoping, and uh, definitely the way the world is right now, our uh, episode of The Twilight Zone, USA and America and the, uh, the world, uh, we're we're hoping definitely by October of 2021 this will be done. We really got set back because of the uh, COVID situation. Uh, back in March we were shut down and we just were lucky enough to start boosting back up and and getting the ball rolling again. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit of uh, uh, COVID uh, and how it's affected what you're doing in a little bit. We'll touch on that in a little bit. We won't go into too because uh, it's just too damn depressing. But uh, I'm going to bring uh, Granny on here. Uh, we have uh, Errol Sack as our guest here. Granny, what do you have for our guest? Go ahead, ask a few questions. Well, hello, I am Granny Holkster, and what? Um, who was one of your biggest inspirations for you? to want to become an actor, a director, to make movies? I mean, who, you know, did, who was your biggest inspiration for you to do that? Oh, there, there is a, there is a lot of them. Um, I, I feel I have a lot of different um, heroes, I guess. And, you know, I, I would say there are certain things from different directors, directors that I take from, uh, <clears throat> Steven Spielberg, I like his pacing. Um, Quentin Tarantino, I like the fact that he is he does stuff without rules, and uh, that's important uh, to me as because I I never went to school uh, like Robert Rodriguez. So these are these are directors producers who have created something without rules. Uh, so. Having that said, that brings us back to the spaghetti western days of Sergio Leone, who was a big uh, inspiration because he just went for it. What he felt was real and was good with uh, no walls, no rules. He just went for it, and it was real. 
nowadays I find movies are advertising for toys and uh, I, I don't see any really good movies anymore. It's just, um, and I, I want to stay away from those because I'm not trying to sell something from a movie. I'm trying to let you escape from reality and come in my world for a little bit and just have some fun. And you're, you're not going to be entitled to buy a toy or something. These transformer movies, fast and furious I see just, they're just selling toys. And it's like, where's this, where's the passion of making a movie nowadays? It's, it's like gone. I, I like the old school type of filming and uh, that's the inspiration. The sixties and seventies type films are uh, mostly, you know, those and like the Goonies. That that was oh, yeah. a great movie, and, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> those directors just aren't around anymore. And no, they're not. That that director, uh, Richard Donner, he was phenomenal. He had a style. His camera angles were always looking up at actors, uh, the ones that needed to be looked up to. If, they, if he had to look down at them, he would look down at them if they were bad. And, and nowadays, everyone's like eye to eye, so we're, we're not looking at a movie. We're looking at movies differently. Uh, it's, it's, a very, it's an interesting time of how movies are, are made nowadays, and I, I don't know if there's they're forced to do it this way or they just, they don't even know what they're doing. If there's passion, it doesn't, it seems like they're just trying to make a quick buck. Now you said you you started acting. You said you started acting when you were eight years old. I mean, you, who were some of the actors that you enjoyed working with? I mean, in the business. Oh, you know, um, but, I enjoyed working with, uh, I worked with Pierce Brosnan, uh, fantastic guy, Tom Cruise, uh, besides people talking bad about him. I can understand uh, a lot of people were talking bad about him because he was an actor and producing, which causes a lot of stress for anybody. So you don't really know who a person is on a movie set because of the stress level they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed working with Tom Cruise. I, I enjoyed working with uh, Dolph Lundgren. Uh, and needless to say, you know, uh, the actors that I've been lucky enough to direct, I've, I'm so fortunate to have them. And you know, like Natalie Byrne, what fantastic actress. She nails mm-hmm. what she does and she's, she's great. At, she, she's passionate of what she does. And most of the actors that I, get I'm lucky enough to uh, work with they're they're there for the right reason because they love doing it it's not for a a paycheck and uh, you know you you mentioned that uh, you know your movies you're not there to sell uh, action figures but I'll tell you what though I would love to have an action figure of Natalie Byrne I would love that you know I mean I have an autograph but I would love to have an action (laughs) figure Uh, now I'm going to I totally agree with you (laughs) Go ahead. You know, real quick here. You know, you mentioned uh, Richard Donner. Uh, we had a uh, uh, we've had another guest of our show uh, that uh, was in a movie directed by Richard Donner, uh, Scott Schwartz, who was in The Toy, directed by Richard Donner, and uh, nice. he had a lot of good stuff Love to say about movie. Richard Donner as well. <clears throat> yes. Now, you know, I'm kind of curious. Now, you you know, you mentioned, uh, and we'll kind of touch on a little bit. Then we'll then we'll drop the COVID thing, but. Uh, how long were you shut down for uh, 
in the production? How much production did he did before you got shut down? And uh, when did you start back up again? Well, we just started a few weeks ago, and um, we were shut down in March, and we had just started filming in uh, February, January, February. We started filming, and uh, we were very slow to take off because of the actors we've had were very busy on other shows, and they just gave us their uh, time when, when they were available. And uh, um, how much uh, how yep. much filming do you have left to do? We are almost halfway through this film. I would say, I mean, we've got about 45 minutes of the film done, but we're almost halfway. I, I, this movie will probably be close to 115 minutes, 120 minutes after we now, chop it up. And, yeah. Now, do you plan on uh, – uh, are you, are you going to have it uh, 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 as a pay-per-view release, a DVD release, or uh, are you going to put it out in theaters? Well, it really depends on what our world's going to give us. Are we going to have some theaters back? I don't know. Um, I, I do feel that it will be on demand and it will do what we're doing now. It will be streaming like crazy every which way we can uh dvds it seems like it's a dying thing which is horrible but uh, uh we 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 were hoping that yes it will get to D, uh, dvds as well but uh i think it has a good chance of making it to some theatrical release to certain places <clears throat> that allow theatrical release um errol sack is our guest here we have um we have about uh, 27 minutes of regular time, and uh, I, I do want to go a little overtime because uh, uh, I, I'm running the show, and uh, that's just the way it's going to be. Uh, now, as a director, you know, uh, I've always been curious about this. You know, you mentioned about, you know, DVD and theater releases and streaming. Now, uh, as a director, how do you make funding uh, compared to, like, DVD sales or if it's, like, streaming online or if it gets in theaters? I'm sure that being in theaters, you make a little more money, but uh, how does uh, one uh, get financial compensation like from streaming? If you can answer that question. Well, I'll understand if you don't want Well, to. you know what it is? It's, uh, it comes down to your distribution deal. We make the film, and the film gets pitched to a number of distribution companies. And they all, uh, depending on who it is, if it's the right deal, we'll take it. But they'll offer uh, certain things like, hey, we're going to sell this worldwide and we're going to do DVD sales to Walmart uh, and Amazon. It'll be able to be there or whoever else sells that. Stuff. I mean, there's not a, a Best Buy would sell DVDs as well. Uh, or grocery stores. They'll put them in grocery stores. And that's part of the deal with distribution. It really depends on how good the movie is at the end. If the movies where they feel that it is capable of doing something amazing, then they'll say, hey, we can make money on the DVD sales as well. 
you got Apple iTunes who is selling the movie for the same amount of a DVD. So you're not really losing money by the streaming effect of it. Uh, it's just a it's a different world. How many people actually have a DVD player that play it? Young crowd, the chances are they don't. Older crowd, yeah, they have a DVD player and they they might want that hard copy. It's more sentimental to them than having something on a computer that can somehow disappear. <laughs> so well, you know. Uh... I'll, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit this. I actually have uh, nine DVD players, and <laughs> and so do I. You know, I agree. I love DVDs. We still get I, I DVDs and, through uh, our union. Yeah, I'm going to put this out here. You know, I, I kind of sent you an autograph in uh, on, on autograph. I sent you an address. Hopefully, you'll be able to send us some uh, autographs for giveaways. And uh, yeah, I'm going to put this I out there. I still will be able to do that. And I'll understand if you'll turn me down for this, but uh, when uh, you do release a DVD, um, might you be willing to send us an autographed copy for uh, one of our charities? Absolutely. That would, uh, if it's, you know, charity, I, I would love to send you a few of them. And, uh, of course, to your guys' self, uh, get you guys a personal one. And, and for charity, absolutely, that's uh, something that can definitely be handled. Now, and then do you plan on having, uh, when, it, when it's all done and ready to go, do you plan on having like a big movie premiere uh, thing? Do, is that Or is that not a thing that they do anymore? Well, how that works is uh, premiere happens when the distribution, the distribution deal has hit and we have a date for it to be released uh, on all streaming services where people can get it. So, Premiere typically happens the night before it's released to the world. And the distribution company typically gets, they schedule all that. What we'll have before that, before the that premiere will be just a cast and crew screening. And okay. which is sort of like a premiere, but it's a very small, pre- it's just for the cast and crew. And then, and sometimes some lucky guest. Then when the distribution deal hits, the deal's right, we then have a premiere to show it off to the world and get people excited. That's how that works. Now, we have uh, we have um, Errol Sack as our guest here. We have... Uh, well, we have uh, 22 minutes left of uh, regular time, and for our fans listening, if you want to know who our guests are going to be uh, next week, you'll have to tune into our website uh, on Off the Ropes on uh, Facebook and check us out there. Um, so, now you're 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 working on this film now. Do you have uh, any uh, other uh, films that you, uh, that you can kind of uh, hint at that you might be wanting to work on now and? Uh, uh, if you need any extras for this movie, uh, the icon would love to volunteer to be an extra and uh, to be an extra in your movie. I'll come carry your bags. I'll uh, I'll shine your <laughs> shoes. I'll go get you. I'll go get you water and donut, whatever you need. Uh, I would do all that just to be an extra. You know, even if uh, even if the guy that gets shot in the middle of the street, I'll, I'll do that too. You know, right. <laughs> Well, we are working on some other things. Um, I'm my my producer that uh, is my partner in crime on this film, Clint Lilly. He is uh, going. He's actually 
we're starting the uh, he's going to be directing another western that as I'm filming this one he's filming another one and he's directing that one and I'm helping him produce that as he's helping me produce this and right now that um, that working titles convicted is the name of it we'll be changing the title uh, to more of a, a spaghetti western type name sooner uh, once we get that into the bag a little more so we're working on that and um, because of the COVID thing we actually uh, our team which is Clint Early, Steve Schaefer and myself we started a stop motion World War II miniature uh, episode uh, we got three episodes done already we're going to be releasing those pretty soon. They're called Foxtrot Tango, and that's a full-blown stop motion. We built these little six-scale miniature towns with little army tanks and jeeps, um, and so that's something else we're working on. And then we're working on more scripts for No Name and Dynamite Davenport, a prequel, uh, part three, and um, getting all those ready to go. Now, you know, you mentioned like a prequel and like part three and, you know, part four. Sequels are always cool. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, a movie deserves a sequel because, the you know, the first one was so good. And there's also some that, you know, like movies that uh, they shouldn't have made a sequel. Like, for instance, The Godfather 3 comes to mind in that one. Uh, they should have stopped yes. it, too. Uh, that's just my opinion. And a lot of others. But um, so now when you... Uh, when you get an idea for a movie, uh, do you just like, do you just like lock yourself in the room for a month and just start writing or, uh, do you like, like write it over lunch and then put it down and then come back the next day, write some more. Uh, how does that, how does that work with you? For, for me, I just start, uh, I get some ideas and I start writing and I don't know how the end's going to go. Excuse me. Until halfway through the script, until I realize who my characters are, uh, and that changes a lot. Uh, once I w- walk through with these characters, and I'm, I'm going through the pages, I start changing things. Oh my gosh, this character want to do this. He's going to do this, and the story starts to just create itself by who the characters are. That uh, they just start coming to life and so we start I start the script and I might throw the first 30 pages away and start over that's happened a few times and then uh, once I start liking the characters I'm like you know this is a good batch of people then let's see what they do and we I just start going with it sometimes it's late night that the script is being written or really early mornings when it's really quiet. And there's, um, I find that early, early morning is like that most peaceful time on earth. <laughs> so uh, there's no distractions and you, the story just comes to life. Usually in the morning, it comes to life mostly. And that's uh, when I get to know the actors the most. And now I know what they're going to do with each other. Uh, Errol Sack is our guest here. We got 17 minutes here of regular time and uh, maybe a little overtime. So now, when you're when you start filming and uh, you decide uh, 
you uh, have in mind who you want to play these characters, uh, or do you uh, do you have people come in and audition that would be great for the character, or when you're writing, do you like have an actress or actor in line that you're writing the character for? Most of the time, there's some. It's half and half. Sometimes there's actors that I know that I would like to see in this position. If they're available, great. If not, I'm going to have to find someone else. But most of the time, I would say probably 70% of the time, I have to find the actor that fits the character. And I don't really like to put myself in a box to write for a character because then I were too stereotyped, I guess you would say. And for like Pearl, like Natalie Burns, I didn't write this script for her, but when she auditioned for it, it was like, Oh my God, she is what she, her Pearl character like was better than my vision. So I, I noticed that when you, you do write a script for people that are going to come in for an audition, you let those actors create their character. You know, I could be the guy that writes it and directs it, but I can't be the guy that makes these actors the best actors they can be. So I like to see what kind of creativity they do. And when they send in an audition tape, the really good ones, they stand out. Uh, and uh, like Natalie Burns, she's definitely one of those that uh, she brought this amazing Juliet Lewis type character. I was like, my gosh, she's, she's amazing. She's definitely up and coming and already there as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, well, you know, speaking of, speaking of that, uh, we have uh, Errol Peck as our guest here. We got uh, 14 minutes left of regular time and uh, hopefully a little overtime. Uh, you know, you mentioned uh, the creativity when you're filming the, the actors. Now, let's say, you know, you write the script and you have a line for uh, the character. And as you're filming, they say, well, maybe it, and they say, well, maybe it'd work if I said it like this or if I said these words instead. Do you, do you like that or do you like, well, no, this is my script. This is my film. I want you to say it like this. Or, or how does that work? Or do you... You know, that that is a good, very good question. And if it doesn't affect the storytelling, I'm okay with it. And I've had quite a few times where they wanted to say something else, and I would say, you know, but 10 pay or 30 pages ago, you know, you said this, and they'd be like, oh, man, you're right. So I have to. Before we film, I probably read the script a couple hundred times or more where I know the story so well that when the actor does come up, because it happens all the time, every shoot date we do, they'll ask that question. Hey, I want to say it this way because I feel my character would say it. You're okay to say it that way as long as you don't change the way the story is being told. And that's pretty much what happens and they'll be like you're right or hey that works do it that way so it's a 50 50 chance um errol sack is our guest here we got uh 13 minutes left of regular time and uh 
And I, 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 I am going to try. I'm not going to, I don't want to keep you all night. Cause I know it's, uh, I, I know it's late where you're at and you got filming to do tomorrow, but if you could uh, hang with us a little after, uh, we oh, go no to, uh, to have our fans download uh, the episode of what we, what they're going to miss. Uh, now I'm also kind of curious now, you know, you always hear stuff about like director's cut and, uh, you know, it's like movies have to be a certain length, I'm assuming. Now, uh, and then you see like uh, six months later, they'll come out with a DVD or Blu-ray, the director's cut. Uh, how often does that happen with you? Or do you not get into that? Well, what happens is uh, distribution takes over and they typically will chop your movie to bits. And it's more for a sale or... Our, my last uh, feature was two hours and 40 minutes. They cut it down to an hour and 50 minutes. So wow. they chopped so, it up like crazy. So, there's, so, so there's it does a lot of footage that was left on the, on the floor. And you're like, yeah. and then when they, uh, after the, after you send it to them with your link, and then they send it back to you, cut it, do you ever like go, oh, why did they cut that, or why did they cut that, or why did they leave this in and take that out? Just That's obviously got to happen, right? Oh, yeah, it will always happen. It's just, it's part of the business, and uh, I don't I don't know why or what, why they do that, uh, mostly because it's, maybe it's easier to sell if it's shorter. If it's not a theatrical release, and you know they want to beat it up a little bit, and that's another thing that I miss from the old movies, like um, the Good, the Bad, the Ugly. I mean, those were two and a half, three hour movies. They just kept on going. They're entertaining. They gave you your money's worth. Nowadays, it's like, no, we want you to watch an hour and a half. Now get out. It's like, right? Wow. It's like well, you guys, you know, Michael Bay does that. He will just can continue to make this long movie. Uh, he does more just extra action than anything than story. So that gets a little boring. And, you know, you got these old Westerns that they go into these long movies, but they're constantly telling a story <clears throat> and they're not being cut. Um, Akira Kurosawa back in the movie Yojimba um, 1961. That was actually the inspiration movie of Sergio Leone doing spaghetti westerns. His movies, they didn't have a lot of dialogue, but the way he edited it, the way there was a very simple story, they hurt his family, now he's going to get revenge. Very, very simple. And it was still an hour and 50 minute movie, and it, it was it was good. It was great to do that anymore. So they do chop the crap out of these things. Well, now do you um, do you uh, do you have the right after they cut it up and send it back to you? Do you have the right to retort, or uh, is it just it is what it is? It is what it is, unless we don't want their distribution deal, because they do have say, because they want to put it out there the best way they can feel fit. It could be an ego thing where they want to just, I just want to show this 
this, this producer and director that we have a little say, so we're just going to chop it up a little bit and uh, we'll throw it out there. So can they destroy a movie? I, they've destroyed a lot of movies. Absolutely. Um, if it destroys the movie too bad, then yeah, we could say, no, we don't want to deal with you. We'll fight for it. And then uh, would you have to try and find another distributor or just like, uh, I had like... that problem once and they said, you know what, we're going to go ahead and throw it in and we'll just leave it. Uh, you're fighting for it, obviously for something, whatever they didn't understand, but uh, we fought for it and they gave it to us and they, they released it and it did fine. And you, you know, just think that that scene that you that you were fighting for could it, could it be the Oscar nominating scene? And they're like, okay, so that's why you kept it. I got it, you know. Well, you know, and and also when we're it's when you're doing the uh, when you're watching the film, usually the shot that you think is so amazing, usually for some reason, always gets cut out. And you'll always understand why. It's just something weird that happens in movie making. If you think it's that great, look at it in a couple months. You won't like it as much. So you, that's one thing with uh, filmmaking is um, it could start out great. It can end up horrible and then start out great again. It's uh, an up and down process as you're cutting it and going through the cutting floor. Uh, you never know where the film's going to be, how it's going to be until it's completely done. And then hopefully you don't have to fix it too bad. <laughs> well, you know, and the other thing I, I'm going to kind of ask is like when you're, uh, when you're filming uh, and you're, uh, you know, you're doing like take after take after take. Now, I've always been curious about this. And then, Granny, uh, we, we have uh, six minutes left of regular time. If you have some more questions, uh, I'll, I'll let you chime in here. Uh, but uh, now, you obviously do several takes. Now, I've always been curious, like, do you, like, do, like, a take for, like, the the release of the film, and then you, like, do another take where they can edit it, like, if they played on, uh, like, syndicated television later where they have to edit some like cuss words or stuff. Do you like do multiple takes for that? And then they edit, edit it for television later, or does that not happen? I'm always curious about that. You know, most of my, most of my films are totally rated R and they're not going to make it to the PG rating. Um, I like cuss words. I love blood and guts. And, um, we definitely don't hold back on blood and guts, which if it does need to be cut down, what will happen is they will just cut the blood and gut scenes out, and you'll you'll just see the aftermath. Uh, cuss words, they'll dump something else in. Well, you know, I mean, I mean, just think about this, though. I mean, uh, you know, uh, the movie Showgirls then end up getting played on the USA Network, so there's always hope, right? Yeah. That's absolutely correct. Um, I mean, but, but just think what editing they had to do for that one, you know? We, yes. Uh, to, to answer your main question, no, we don't do take uh, to make it PG or rated R. And um, we also don't do it. We don't do a lot of takes. I mean, there's times where we do one take. It's so good, we're not going to beat it. It's as good as it gets. And 
I'm definitely not one of those directors that want to beat up a dead horse when you've got it. And I don't feel that we need to do eight or ten. So one, two, three at the most will we do. We do not like sitting around trying to make it work. And fortunately, with all our actors that we've been lucky enough to work with, they come prepared so well where we don't need to do another take. And, uh, you know, you always hear about uh, actors and actresses talking about dailies. Could you kind of uh, tell us, uh, for our listeners that might not know what they what those are, could you kind of give us a walk, run through what those are and what they consist of? So dailies are pretty much the day before what you film, and it's, not exactly for actors. It's more for producers to look at and say, did we get everything we need for what we did that day? Is there every shot? It's for the editor to say, did we get all the shots that we need? Uh, the, the actors, if it's in their contract to look at dailies, fine. I actually do not like actors to look at dailies because they are totally beating themselves up constantly. And uh, they constantly want you to refilm something because no one really likes looking at themselves until the movie's done. Then they realize how good they are. Uh, they just don't see it uh, the way we're looking at the creation of it. And uh, would you have to say, though, by the time that the movie's done and wrapped and you go through all the dailies and everything and you finally edit it, and you know, uh, editing takes typically, what, maybe uh, a month or so after you're done filming. Uh, by the time that it's all said and done and then you have to go to the premiere, are you, are you at the point where you're just, like, sick of watching it because you've seen it over and over again? Yeah, you know that, yes. Um, yeah. It, totally. You just you don't even know what the movie's about anymore. But what we do on our process is we edit the film and we beat it up really bad. We actually have screenings with peop, random people that have no idea what the film's about. And we'll have 30, 40 people at a time watch it and they'll write down things that they don't like. Uh, we don't ask for what they like. We ask what if if there's more than two people complaining about the same thing, we have a problem with that issue. So we beat it up like that first. And then we come, after we get all that sorted out, then we come to our last edit, which is our locked edit. That locked edit gets sent to sound. That locked edit gets sound uh, sent to the composer. That locked also gets sent to the colorist. So now we have three departments that are doing the finalization on the whole film. Now sound's going to have it for about three months. They're going to do all the sound effects, footsteps. They're going to make this thing amazing and perfect. Um on No Name and Dynamite Davenport, we have seven to one sound. So when you buy this film and you and put it in your surround system, it's going to sound phenomenal. Um, the color corrector will take only a few weeks 
the the musician who's doing the music has been working on it the whole time because he's seeing he's been working on it as we're editing it through the whole process. So he'll have a final thing. And when I'm happy with it as a director and the producers are happy and we have no changes with the, the, that stuff, then sound gets that. They put it all together. We go into the sound room and we watch the whole film and we beat it up again for sound and say, you know, I missed a sound here. You missed that. And, and then Finally, we get a final, and then we can make a final thing and send it to distribution for sale. You know, and uh, not that I'm bragging here, but I, I do have a brand-new surround sound system, and I have a 86-inch uh, color TV, the biggest that you can get nice. on the market. Uh, and I cannot wait uh, for you to send me a copy of this movie so I can watch it on my system. I cannot wait. And uh, one thing, uh, you know, and I, our fans are uh, – knew this was coming, but if, uh, you know, and I, I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but if uh, it does come down to it and, uh, you know, if you ever need an extra or, you know, I'm, I'm entertaining myself as you've known for the last 45 <laughs> minutes, but, uh, you know, I would love to be part of one of your films, no matter how small it is or whatever it is, I want to uh, do whatever I have to, uh, to be an extra in your film you know, and with the ego I got, you know, everybody's going to brag about it, and the entire state of North Dakota is going to want to uh, be part of it. So, uh, you know, it's a way to help you out, you know. Oh, I would love to have you on here. And uh, when you get a chance, definitely send me your email on that um, message thing we've been working on so I can get you the proper email to send your information for our production manager to get a hold of you. Uh, when we can bring you out here and get you done. We've been, um, everyone that is on this film goes through a wardrobe uh, uh, company that we use, and they're just absolutely phenomenal. They did all the old John Wayne movies. And, uh, wow, that's kind of awesome. it is, it's, uh, it's very, very special to to be in this place it's absolutely just pictures of john wayne everywhere (laughs) and and every actor extras or not they all go in there that's the contract we have um american costumes it's in uh, north hollywood california and they have tons of old western outfits for, for cowboys and everything and it's just Awesome, phenomenal. So we would love to have you out here and get you in this thing somewhere for sure. We have more filming to do. And the way this year's going, not sure what's going to happen because we're in California. We might be shut down again and we'll be continue filming next year. <laughs> Who knows? That's awesome. We got about uh, we got about a minute uh, left of regular time, and uh, if we're going to go in overtime, we'll do that. Uh, unless uh, Big Swing comes on, and says uh, he's got to switch it over to the uh, the Monday Night Football playoffs. So we'll just go with this until we're done. And I just want to announce that uh, Minnesota, my my team, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, did beat the Chicago Bears tonight, and they did knock Nick Foles out of the game. So uh, we're happy about that here in Minnesota Vikingville. Good. But anyway. <laughs> so now, uh, 
you you mentioned that uh, you you've got uh, half the filming done and uh um and you said you want to be done uh by the by next October so you want to have this done within next year is that uh that's not filming is it that's just like completely oh, done no. with editing what i meant that, by right? having it i i'm looking at October as releasing it by then oh, okay so that means We've already finished filming. We've already finished editing. We've already sounds already had it for a couple months, and it's ready to be released. And uh, what uh, you know, you mentioned that uh, you uh, you're writing uh, currently writing scripts now, and you uh, you're going to do a prequel to this movie and uh, a sequel to the movie. Uh, do you? Uh, do you plan on uh, trying to get uh, all the same cast back for sequels and uh, uh, prequels, or do you uh, will you go on a different uh, approach for that? Um, you know, prequel it'll be a lot of the cast that's in it now. Um, the part, the next part, it's definitely who is still alive uh, will be in it. Um, we've got. Uh, like there's some actors I wouldn't want to give away too many spoilers, but there's some right. actors that are big actors that uh, they might not be back next round, but they could definitely be in the prequel. Oh, okay, that's cool. Uh, but I can definitely say Natalie Byrne would be definitely in the prequel and uh, the part three. You know, and uh, you know, you mentioned Natalie Byrne. Like I said, you know, she uh, she's been on our show a couple times, and uh, you know, we would definitely like to have you uh, back on uh, with us again too, uh, because uh, we'd like you to, uh, you know, talk about your upcoming films, and uh, um, you know, and I, I hate to keep selling myself and uh, sound like a broken record. Like I said, I'm willing to do anything I need to do to get into one of your movies. Uh, you know. If, if I have to carry your bags for a whole month just to uh, get my hand in the film, I'll do that. You know. Well, uh, good news. Everybody, on our films, everybody wants somebody to probably... carry their bags, right? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? On our films, you'll find producers cooking you a hot dog or a director. Myself, I might be handing you a water. We don't have any egos like that in our set. We are not Hollywood by far. We are just, um, we just love making movies, and and uh, we're all a team, and we all look at eye to eye to everybody, and we we just have a ball doing it. It's like a big barbecue when we film. Now uh, we have uh, we're we're in the overtime session now, so uh, they haven't uh, kicked us off. So we're going to keep going this until they kick us off. Uh, and I do appreciate you taking uh, uh, overtime here with us. Uh, this will kind of help out our ratings because our fans will have to download the whole episode uh, to listen to what uh, I'm going to talk about now. Uh, but now when you, um, when, you know, after you've uh, wrote the script and, uh, you know, you've decided you've done casting on who you're going to have uh, on the uh, on the movie, did you ever feel that, uh, like, someone uh, – came in and they were good but you gave the role to somebody else and then you like wrote wrote a role in for them because they were just so good and you didn't want to give them up yeah you know that that is a good question um because when we write the script not everyone is casted uh we only cast as we film 
And because we got shut down, uh, we didn't get to cast everybody. Uh, and so when someone comes in and we, we've totally done that, they're like, you know what, that actor would actually play this part better. Let's kick him out of this scene and put him in this scene. And that actually happened with this film. It's a character called Hoodoo Brown. And he was going to be killed off in the first scene. He was, uh, and all of a sudden we're like, you know what, he's too good. We're, we're going to put him in a bigger part of the film. And he was happy about it. He was, he was just, he was so good that we're like, you're not working on that, but you got a bigger part now. And uh, we're very happy with, uh, his name is James Chalk, a fantastic actor. He a very menacing type person. And uh, I mean, what I mean by type person, type character, the way he brought it to the table was, I said, hey, just read for this. Show me what you got. And it worked great. And he nailed it. So that happens a lot, actually. Now, uh, and, you know, I'll, um, another question I had is like, um, and I'll understand if you, you can't do it if they, you know, we'd have to go through their uh, their um, agents and everything. But would you be able to hook us up with, with some actors from your film? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I think it would be awesome to get uh, Dynamite Davenport on there, Rich Ting, um, and No Name, Chris Northrup. Uh, that would be awesome. And I'm sure, almost positive, Natalie Byrne would love to come back on and talk about her character, Pearl. Um, we might be able to even get uh, who plays Black um, Blackjack, Bennett, who is played by Vernon Wells, the uh, Old uh, red oh, mohawk road warrior. Now, now he is one of my heroes. Good. He, he is one He's of my awesome guys. I mean, I mean, what his role uh, in Commando as Bennett. Uh, yeah. His role in MacGyver as uh, Katzenberg. Uh, his role in uh, Fortress as uh, 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 the the duck. Uh, the guy that wore a mask. Uh, uh, let's see, shrimp on the Barbie. Uh, he yeah. is one of my heroes, and I've been trying well, to get him on for years. Oh, well, maybe we can attempt to get him on there. Um, we could pro- we could probably get Don Collier, who played in the original Tombstone. He's also in this. Um, you know, Jack um, Lilly from. Uh, the old uh, Mel Brooks movie broke. Uh, what is that movie called? Oh my God! Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles. That's where Clint. Uh, that would be uh, Jack Lilly. He's in this film as well. We might well, be able I'll tell to you get what, him. Though, if you could, that. if you could hook me up with my my favorite villain of all time, Vernon Wells. If you could hook me oh. up with him, I, I'll do anything for you. I mean. I, not only will I carry one of your bags, I'll carry two of your bags. Two bags. Oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> I'll see what I can do. We'll give him a call and see if we can get him on your, your show for sure. And, you know, the one thing about Vernon Wells is every role he plays, he never – he's like the man of a thousand faces, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, no, none of his – 
uh, none of his looks are the same. It's like, uh, you know, I would love to be his makeup guy because every role he's played, he never looks like himself. He always looks different. Right. Absolutely. I, I and, do know, you know that uh, he will help us uh, when before releasing the film. Uh, he we do have some things uh, in contract for him to do. Uh, one of them is the premiere, uh, and there is some in- interviewing. So I'm sure we can make that work. It might not be this year, but before the film is released, I think we can get him on your show to. Um, to show off this film a little bit. That that would be awesome. And like I say, I have, uh, and I'll tell you what, we give him, uh, we we would do uh, uh, a whole show just with him. Nice. He would love that. And we, awesome. We give him the whole two-hour block. Uh, and uh, I'll stay in contact with you. Uh, you know, I have your number. Uh, and uh, I know that you said that you dropped the stranding order if I stopped calling you at 2 in the morning, which I'm going to do. Sure. Uh, but uh, you're awesome, and uh, I'll tell you what you you have just been so super cool, and um, yeah, um, I'm glad that you uh, answered our questions, and uh, uh, I do want to have you back on again, and we're gonna get some more from our listeners, uh, and uh, like I say in our chat room now, there's fans that already uh, um, uh, started the the pre contest to get your autograph, so. Uh, we love it. And one other thing I was going to ask you real quick, um, and I know you saw it. I The Icon made you a cool collector's card. What was your thought on that? I like that. Is that is that I love that little uh, collector card. Is that something, is that what you would like me to sign and send to you guys? Well, um, or if you have, well, if you have, or if you have promo, promo pictures, what, whatever you can do would be awesome. Uh, okay. See, every one of our guests, uh, I make a card, I make that card for them. And uh, okay. you can use that in any way you want, uh, you know. Um, like if you want to put it up on a billboard or something, I, I'd be honored, you know. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, if All there's right. something that you want that needs to be signed, if you if you love what you made there, I can sign those. I can send you promo cards. Um, I would. Uh, we're going to be getting some posters for the film. Uh, it would be nice to probably get the uh, next day of shooting, get the actors to start signing it for your show. That would be cool, um, something like that. Well, I'll tell you what. Let, uh, well, let me ask you this. Uh, I, have a, I have a friend uh, who's a major film critic. And uh, nice. if you, uh, his name is Matt Olean, and he, uh, he um, uh, like, when uh, – we do sound checks in the studio. Uh, you give him the year, he can rattle off uh, who won the best director for that year and who was nominated and who won. He can rattle. You give him a year, he'll tell you anything about that year from best actor, best supporting actor, actress, uh, director, That's everything. Great. And he, That's wh- cool. what I would love to do uh, uh, for his apartment is if you could get me an autograph poster that I can give to him signed to Matt. That would be awesome. Yeah, we can definitely get that together. Um, you got your address there, so I'll we'll be sending you some uh, some fun promo stuff. Yeah, and um, sure. yeah, um, and I'm sure this would be out of the realm, but uh, uh, even an autograph script would be awesome. 
Oh, yeah, that would be cool. So, yeah, we can definitely do that. And, uh, yeah, we can definitely get you an autographed script as well. Awesome. And like I say, if we haven't uh... – if we haven't uh, scared you away too much, uh, we would definitely love to uh, have you on again. And you've been most awesome, and uh, you're great. And I, I appreciate you, and I can't tell you how much I love you, and just not in that way. And uh, uh, your next film, I would love to be part of it. I'll, like I say, I'll do anything uh, to do that, and to get uh, Mr. Wells on with us would be awesome as well. Now, does Granny have any more questions? No, Granny, I'm go good. ahead. I know you got something. I'm you, no, don't you no. Want to be I'm part of the movie, Granny. Well, yeah. If he had, if he had a spot for me, I mean, I would love to be an extra. You know, if if he could find me a spot. So. There you go. And uh, you know, I'll tell you something, uh, Errol. Uh, she makes great cookies. Uh, she'd make oh, the whole cast cookies. Oh man, that's good. <laughs> Hulkster cookies. <laughs> well, it's, it wouldn't be a hoaxster cookie, but, I mean, it'd be some sort of cookie. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and, uh, Maybe peanut and butter, chocolate chip, who knows? <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, and real quick here, um, uh, if our fans wanted to check you out and see what you're doing, you got a Facebook, you got Instagram, you got YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch, what do you got? <clears throat> we have an Instagram, uh, No Name and Dynamite Davenport, which is the – However you do that on Instagram, I guess the at signal or uh, the no name and dynamite Davenport. I haven't spent too much time um, on the uh, Facebook no name and dynamite Davenport, but we'll be updating that soon. Uh, We'll be getting some new um, no name and dynamite Davenport teasers, and uh, we'll start promoting it a little more the closer we get to releasing this film. All right, we're definitely uh, like on Instagram. Say, we want to we promote it, and uh, uh, any uh, any other actors you can get for us, like especially Vernon, I would uh, uh, that would make my life, and uh, I would uh, I would be honored. And uh, like I say, we thank you very much, and I uh, I'm sorry I kept you longer than the, the 45 uh, minutes no I point. promised, but uh, you have been awesome, and uh, we appreciate everything you do. You got it. Well, thank you guys very much. It's been uh, great to be on your show. Thank Have a great night. Much. You too. All right. Good night. Errol Sack, ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the greatest director in the history of Hollywood right now. Uh, and uh, hopefully he'll thank me when he wins his uh, next Oscar. But, uh, well, I'll tell you what, fans, we did uh, go over uh, quite extensively uh, tonight. Uh, but, uh, Hey, we couldn't pass that up, and uh, yeah. So, uh, Granny, I guess uh, we'll be seeing you next week, and uh, hopefully sure. bring you back. And uh, we love you all. Be checking our uh, Off the Road page on Facebook uh, to see who's going to be on next week. Be safe, everyone. And we will see you all for that. Uh, thing. If I can find our outro, where is the outro? Ooh. I think this is it.